You are listening to 91.5 KNSU Thibodeau. What is going on, everyone? I'm your host with the most on anything animated, video games, and TV show related, DJ PJ, and welcome back to what is the final season of Nerd Hour. And joining me again in the studio today, I've got my wonderful co-host, DJ Phoenix. How are we feeling today, my man? Three things. One, you're an idiot. Two, I don't care what you think, the bowl comes last. Three, what do you mean this is the final season? What do you mean I'm an idiot? Let's start there, huh? Huh? What you trying to say? <laughs> you didn't start recording, and you said that you would. I forgot, dude. I was so focused on trying to figure out what we were going to talk about for this episode because I came very unprepared. Totally so, t- typical of me. But yes, this is the final season because this is my last semester here. Ah, that's new. I thought. What do you mean? You don't think I can graduate? Is that what you're trying to say? You. There's going to be a fight on air today with me and DJ Phoenix, apparently. Well, I, thought, well, I know that you're... Like, you came in a year after me, so I thought you were a year behind. No, this should be my last uh, semester. No, no, because what it was is that I actually started at Fletcher. That's why. Ah, I didn't start Fletcher. here. So, yeah. I got my out. Is this your last semester, too? No. No? Oh, okay. So, I guess uh, if you want, you can take the reins for me. Or, But you wouldn't want to do two shows at once, would you? Probably not. Yeah, no. <laughs> but anyway, guys, so despite this being the final season, we've got an amazing season planned for you guys. An amazing show. And I plan to make the most of it every single episode we do. We've got a new time this semester. This semester we're going to be at ten thirty to eleven thirty every Tuesday. Again, back on Tuesdays, and that will be our shows for every week. And uh, hopefully, there won't be any interruptions. Hopefully, there won't be anything to stop us from coming to school again, like there was the last two semesters in a row. But uh, regardless, let, let's just keep our hopes high and hope that uh, some everything just goes smoothly this semester. So. To start us off today, let's talk about some things that we might have missed over the break. I believe, uh, I don't think we talked about the Game Awards on before we ended the, se- the um, season last right, last semester, right? No, because when the Game Awards happened, it was exam time, and I don't think we... Ha- we That's exactly what it is, yeah. We, didn't, we weren't able to do a show because of exams. So let's talk a little bit about that. Tell me, how much exactly do you remember from the awards? I was surprised at what actually won Game of the Year. Yeah, let's start off with the game with what actually won Game of the Year. It Takes Two was the one, was the game to win Game of the Year for the 2021 Game of Game of the Year awards. And how much do you personally agree with that? I was surprised. I'll say that much. Yeah, I won't say it doesn't. It did not deserve Game of the Year because personally, of all the games that were nominated. That might be one of the only ones I actually did not play. Um, reason being is because I didn't really have anyone to play with, and I know that those games in particular, the guy, the games made by that creator, who's very, who has a very contagious sense of confidence in himself. Yep. I must say, um, literally said at the Oscars. He really did. He really he, he is like Jeff said himself. Don't give that man a microphone. <laughs> but um, yeah, he's got uh, his games are typically made for like multiplayer games, and they're not the type of games where like. You know, it's optional multiplayer. It's the better experience, and I don't even think you can play it with without another person. That's the thing. So, uh, it's really an interesting thing. And I've heard the game was pretty good for what it was. But you gotta understand what it was going up against up there. I mean, we had Deathloop, which was probably one, which was probably one of the most unique games I've played in a long time. They had Resident Evil 8, literally the next chapter in the Resident Evil's franchise. They had Psychonauts 2, uh, the continuation of a game that came out on the PlayStation 2, which I personally believe should have won Game of the Year. We had Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, one of the best action games I've played in a while, not to mention a continuation of a new Ratchet and Clank game we've had in since, I don't know, 2013, 2012 maybe. Metroid Dread, 
literally a continuation of the mainline Metroid series, one we have not seen since the Super Nintendo. And then there was something else, I can't remember what it was. Or was that it? Uh, I'm looking it up. Yeah, no, I think that was actually it. But this, but regardless, there were many, many, many contenders for Game of the Year that should have won it. I would have thought, of anything, Metroid Dread would have won Game of the Year. If not that Resident Evil. Exactly. Because those were like the biggest like contenders. Because again, you you do not underestimate the Metroid fa- fandom. They are the most starved fandom of any video game series in the world. Because just F-Zero. Because F-Zero. Well... <laughs> That's a different story. They're they're already de- death from starvation. Those guys, but I'm sure they're still there. But um, yeah, and uh, Resident Evil again, an amazing game. Was it? It wasn't as scary as Resident Evil Seven, but still, people loved it. And not let's not the get the doll area would beg to differ. Oh, that was the scariest part of the game, absolutely. But let's not. But don't even get me started on Lady Demetrescu. Let's not now. L- let's not get started on the popularity she brought to the game. <laughs> this is not a story for the air. But uh, anyway. Yeah, there was lots of other contenders that should have won Game of the Year, but you know, but it went to It Takes Two, which honestly really surprises me. Do you think it deserved Game of the Year? It Takes Two. I've heard good things about it, yes, but I wouldn't say it deserves like Game of the Year. I would say like Best Family Game. Yeah, definitely a, an award for like a multiplayer type game. Because that's basically what it is. It's, it was a really fun multiplayer game. Even if you weren't doing the story, there were plenty of mini games you could play with it. I don't know. Again, I don't know how good they were because I didn't play the game. I've just done research on it to see how good it actually was. And you, oh, excuse me. And you know, again, I saw it as being a pretty solid game. It was really good. It was it, for like I want to say this guy's like an independent developer because I don't really know most of the studios that he's really released with. But um. And he's always there talking about his games with, again, his infectious confidence. Like, this man is the cockiest man in the gaming industry. Mm -hmm. And it's so contagious. But I don't know if I would say it really deserved Game of the Year. Definitely deserves some rewards. But Game of the Year is kind of a stretch. Which really makes me wonder who actually chooses Game of the Year. Is it the fans? I'd say, like, the fans is is a good portion of it. Reviews is another portion of it, and there's probably people, like, that work the Game Awards is the other portion of it. Yeah, that's a good point. And, you know, I can't actually honestly say that I would have... I can't honest with the vote. I Honest. I can't argue with the votes, because I personally did not vote this year around. Because I didn't I, vote either, because yeah. I, I honestly forgot that the Game Awards were happening. I didn't really care, to be honest with you. I just, I just stopped caring after The Last of Us won. I was just like, you know what, it's not going to matter. And apparently it doesn't, because whoever Jeff seem, deems worthy of it is who we get. But uh, other than that, we got a few really cool announcements at the Game Awards. Uh, one of which, which I really was excited to talk about, which I've been telling you was going to happen around the time it happened. The Sonic the Hedgehog 2 trailer finally came out, and we finally got a first look at the next movie for the Sonic, for the Sonic franchise. Sonic the Sonic franchise actually... Blue things are proportional. You're time. right. I forgot. They also announced the, they announced their new game, which we'll get into in just a second. But for now, let's just talk about the movie. It is gonna be good. I remember a tweet from Idris Elba saying, "Not even, I don't think a tweet, but like an interview with like his quote saying like Knuckles is not sexy. I beg to differ. Oh, I beg to differ. That man's voice is just. Let's like, can, can we talk about Knuckles. Okay, for those of you who didn't actually see the trailer, Knuckles was confirmed to be in this movie. Well, we already knew that because of leaks, but we got to see him in the trailer, thankfully. Mm-hmm. And let's just—I was like, I have to. When I when I heard like the trailer was happening, I was like, 
I have to see it. That was my main reason for going to the Game Awards, even. Yeah, like, like we know Tails was in it because we saw the end credits scene. Right. And I was just like, they either show a teaser of Knuckles, just, like, not saying anything, which would have been all right, or... We or we got what we got, which was like an, an, at, at least one line, and I was like, "And it that was line sold it's, it. it sold it, it killed it, dude, it totally brought knocked it out of the park." Do I look like I need your power? Oh my! I, I love like, that line so I much. Like, like we all like people will will say that Knuckles radiates black energy, <laughs> and I'm just like, "Well, you just further he, he proved that point." Oh yeah, he further sold it, dude. It was. Uh, it was, I, you know, and like I said, I was on the fence with Idris Elba playing him because I was certain that it was going to be Dwayne Johnson because of all the rumors. But once I heard that line, I need no long, I need no more convincing. He is going to nail this role. He is going to kill it, and it is going to be amazing. It's going to be a great movie, I think. Uh, it's it's really cool though. I still think it's cool that they got uh, Tails' actual voice voice actress to play yeah, to play cool. him. Like that's actually him, her from the games. Um, I don't know who they would have gotten to replace him if they could, if they would have. But Tom I, Holland, no. Tom, no, <laughs> no. I don't know if Tom Holland could really sell that character. <laughs> but uh, definitely, I think it's going to be good. I like how they brought, how they gave Jim Carrey Eggman's iconic style. We yeah. saw that at the end of the um, original movie too. Yeah, he has the stash. Now all he needs is the gullet. Oh, the gullet, absolutely. But he looks, he definitely looks the part now, and I think it's going to really sell it for everybody. Um, what are your thoughts on the Chaos Emerald that we saw in the trailer? I feel like that's not the Chaos Emerald. You think it's the Master Emerald too? It is a lot bigger than what the Chaos Emerald would have been. Yeah, exactly. Compared to like comparing the game's Chaos Emerald to the Master Emerald, it is a that one is a lot bigger, and I would see where people would would confuse it with the green Chaos Emerald in there. Right. I don't. If they showed more or will show more, then I can understand that that is just a. Chaos I Emerald. feel like. With Knuckles' involvement in the movie as well, that's more than likely going to be the Master Emerald. Yeah, because he said they found like imaginable power, and like they didn't and, they and, didn't name drop it either. Yeah. So that's the thing. And it's, and it's, in the games, whenever the Master Emerald is brought up, it's always in the temple, and it seems like where, that's where he was. Where he was, he was in the Mystic Ruins. And right? it seems like the ca the normal Chaos Emeralds are like in like this weird like subspace whenever you find them in the games. Right. Here's my theory on it, because you know the synopsis did say that it was going to be them trying to collect the Chaos Emeralds, which is going to be like... So it's basically going to be like a Sonic Adventure type deal, or yeah. from what it looks like. Yeah, look I, don't, I don't expect us to see Chaos, though that would be amazing if we did. But yeah. um, it looks like we're going for somewhere along the lines of mixture between Sonic 3 as well as uh, Sonic Adventure, which is I, why we'll be traveling... I feel like it's more Sonic Adventure because, like, from, from what I remember in Sonic 3, when you first meet Nugly, he just laughs at your face... In Sonic Adventure, he's not really laughing all the time, but more, like, serious and angry. Right. That's what I'm sort of getting from the movie. Right. So, my, so again, my theory for this whole thing could either be one of two things. It's either they didn't really do their research on the em Chaos Emeralds, and they think that they're... And they are actually going to just be that big, or... If it is that big, then that's something. Yeah, or this is the Master Emerald, and we'll see the Chaos Emeralds maybe later on. Do you, so let's talk about th uh, other theories of what could we expect to see from the movie, knowing what we know now. We know that Knuckles is working for Eggman right now. Yes. And we know that this is either the Chaos Emeralds or the Master Emerald that's involved with the, with the show. So, my question. Do you think we'll see Supersonic in this movie? 
it is a slim possibility. It'll probably be like what they did in the last movie because I did, because me and Kate did watch it after the trailer and all that, right? Like the actual movie, and like from what they did at the end of the last movie, if anyone hasn't seen it. Sonic actually starts gaining control more of his powers and like fully masters it. I'm pretty sure. Right. Yeah. And what I'm, what might happen is that he might like with Sonic at least like either touching or like harnessing more of the of that chaos power from the Master Emerald. He might get a slight tap into Super Sonic. That's what I'm thinking. We might get a teaser of it because yeah. I'm th- I'm thinking that they're probably still going to make movies after this one. I'm not sure. I would I would hope so. I'm thinking like we can introduce at least like from what they're doing right here, they could easily introduce at least two new characters per movie. So like the first time we got Eggman and Sonic, this time we get Tails and uh, Knuckles. Next time we might get who knows Amy and Shadow. We don't That's know. That's a good teaser that I would like. I would like to see something like that definitely. It, like yes, he has a quill, but I feel. Eggman has a quill. I feel like he would need a bit more to actually make Metal Sonic. That's what I was going to get into next, because he still has that quill, which was definitely a really big teaser, because from what we saw from the leaks with the, um, excuse me, from the um, models that they're using as placeholders for the CGI Sonic, Tails, and Knuckles, it looks like Knuckles might be joining Sonic and Tails later on and fighting with them once he realizes that Eggman's intentions are actually evil. Yeah, that's what always happens. And so I'm thinking... With that quill he still has, on top of the power of the Master Emerald, he might be, once this happens, he might think, okay, plan B, presses a button, and boom, now we have Metal Sonic. It proves to be too much for Sonic, so he taps into the power of either the Master Emeralds or the Chaos Emeralds, whatever we get, and he starts to go a little bit supersonic. Yeah, I would like to see that happen. That's a really big stretch. It might not be what happens, because we've seen nothing on Metal Sonic at all, other than the will that he has. And we all know that Metal Sonic is made from Sonic's DNA. Yeah. So, and of everything we saw of the placeholders for the CGI, we've not seen anything within those final scenes with Metal Sonic. So it's a stretch to believe that he will be in this movie, but I think there's still a strong possibility that we can see something like that. I would love to see it. I would absolutely, I would die in the theater, dude. I would scream in the theater. You remember when we went to see uh, the My Hero movie with Cade and he was literally yep. screaming? Th- that would be me if Metal <laughs> Sonic showed up. That would literally be me. Uh, going off a bit on the side tangent, I'd like to see another like Pokemon movie. That would actually be really cool. Because like we've seen what they're able to do with Detective Pikachu. I was like, I would like to see like sort of like going off the games now instead of just yeah, Pikachu. like an actual like Pokemon tra- trainer journey, or they, better yet, my friend, one of my friends recommended they could uh, actually do like um, a Pokemon Mystery Dungeon kind of movie. Maybe that would I feel like that would be a bit more difficult to do. It'd be more of an animated film because yeah. there's no humans in Pokemon Mystery Dungeon. Yeah, but I think that we can definitely Mis- with Mystery Dungeon. I would l- like animated like the the core games, or like just base it off of like Pokemon Legends, where it's just like. Uh, like it shows red and blues adventure. So right. You know what it would actually I think would make a really good se- movie a Pokemon Ranger movie. I think that could really work well. It would need a lot more notoriety though. Yeah, I feel like it would. But uh, but Pokemon because Pokemon Ranger has they haven't had a new game since the Nintendo DS. Unfortunately, I wish they would make more because I loved those games. But it would be the most. But in my head, it would be the most suitable for a Pokemon movie because in this movie we didn't really see many Pokemon battles for, to say. We saw maybe like one, two, or three. We saw like what Pokemon, what they can do, but we never saw like an actual trainer battle in that movie from what I can remember. Yeah. So, like a, a, in the traditional sense. And like you don't need voice actors for your Pokemon all that much. No, you don't really. 
Even though, like, and that was, like, the best thing. I think that's kind of what sold it, too, is the fact that Pikachu could talk and was voiced by Ryan Reynolds. I feel like that helps sell it, too. But, and it's not far, and it, again, it's not a f- far-fetched to believe that Pokemon can talk. We've seen them talk in multiple Pokemon movies before. Yeah. I mean, Meowth literally exists. Yeah. So, I think it's definitely a possibility of something we could see in the future. Yep. And I would love to, and I'd be all for it. Whatever they come up with next, I'm definitely for it. Um, but going, getting back into Sonic a little bit, they also showed the next Sonic g- video game at uh, E3. At E3, <laughs> <laughs> I wish um, at uh, the Game Awards, and I gotta say, I think we're actually in for a good one this time around. Yeah. From the looks of it, it looks like we're actually going to get an open world Sonic game, which is something we've never seen before. I'm excited. We've only had such things like in fan creations. And, you know, it could just be like, oh, this is an open world and you have to enter levels manually through portals or whatever, like they did with the old adventure-style games. Mm-hmm. If that were the case, I'd still think it was good because the environment in this game still just looks gorgeous. Yep. But if we actually got an open-world Sonic game, that would be huge. That would be massive. Yep. Like that, there's, we've never, We would never have seen anything like that before, and I think it would sell. One thing that, I got re- got, that got me really excited for this game... Oh, I forgot to name drop it. It's called Sonic Frontiers. Um, one thing that really got me excited was the quote-unquote enemy we saw in the trailer. We didn't really get much in this trailer. It was mostly just another teaser like the one we got before with some uh, environment elements shown as well as the models, the Sonic model in-game. Um, but from the looks of it, it looks like the enemy in this game is going to be a new creature of which we've never seen before. Not an egg robot that Eggman would have created. Nothing like that. It looks like something totally new. And that intrigues me, because I remember in some of the older Sonic games, a lot of the villains, or at least the main, bo- the final bosses, wouldn't actually be Eggman himself. It would be something that Eggman, it would be a power that Eggman tries to harness, loses control of, and then gets in over his head. We've not seen that in a Sonic game for a while now. Yeah. For, in, for, in the recent years, it's even with like the, like the, um, the Time Eater from Sonic Generations, we thought that was going to be like an original monster. But in the, in the end, it ended up being something that Eggman was controlling. So Eggman was still technically the final boss. I I'm trying to remember when the la- what the last game was where Eggman wasn't technically the final boss. I would say that was probably Sonic Unleashed, wouldn't you? Forces. Forces? Um, no, because that was Eggman and Forces. Was it? I don't remember the final boss. I just remember he was in like the whole thing with like the the Nega Wisp mech. That was just a rehash from Sonic Colors. Yeah. That's what I remember. That's what I remember from it. It was really. It just wasn't that great. It was just a rehash of an old boss from Sonic Colors. But in the end, I think it would be really interesting to see a, an enemy that isn't controlled by Eggman. I want. I still want to see Eggman because, let's be honest, you can't have a Sonic game without Eggman. Yeah. But I think it would be really interesting if the final boss in this game wasn't actually Eggman, but rather was something, some totally different creature. I mean, from what we know, we don't know where, where Sonic even is in this game. He yeah. Could, he could be in a total... We, know, we don't know the story. We know n- next to nothing about this game. What we know is that it's going to be open world, there's new mechanics, Sonic has a new ability, and there's new mechanics and new uh, enemies to fight, which I'm really looking forward to see more of as, as we get closer to the game coming out. Um, other than that, what else did we have to discuss? I remember I told you before we started the show, and I don't remember now. I think it's like Pokemon Legends Arceus. Oh, that's right! That's going to be coming out this week. That's coming out literally on, like, Friday, actually. The next I know po- the GameStop up here is, like, having a... A midnight release. Yeah, so I'm getting that on Thursday. I'm pr- I'm want- I really want to try to do that, but the thing about it is that I have work on Monday, Wednesday, Fridays in the mornings now. So like it's- I got to wake up at 6 in the morning for all that stuff now. Mm. So I want to go to the midnight release, but I'd have to ask off of work in advance, and I don't know how much of an approval I'm going to get on that. 
not to mention I have my internships on on those days now as well. Um, but I'm definitely going to be picking that up. I'm really excited for it. You know what's actually sad is I haven't actually finished Pokemon Shining Pearl. Really? I haven't. I haven't been. I haven't really been putting in the time to play it. Um, I I have to say my thoughts on that game so far. I really like it. Like I said, Pokemon Diamond and Pearl. That was the generation that I grew up with. Was I first introduced to Pokemon with? But I started with Platinum, and I didn't. And I severely underestimated how different Diamond and Pearl were from Platinum. Now, there's your problem. That is a big problem. Indeed. Whenever they do the remakes, it's usually from the base game. Yeah, and it's also usually a lot different. And I underestimated that to a really extreme extent. So it hasn't been as memorable as I was hoping it would be. Not to say that it wasn't. That's not good. I've been enjoying the game so far a lot, but it's just that I haven't really been having the motivation to play it. And you know, I just I'm gonna probably try to finish it before the end of the week, at least, so I don't have to worry about it later. Where are you in the game? I want to say I just got, um, I just got Palky is what I did. Okay. So I'm not too far off from the end. I don't think. I'll say this: this was something that everyone that in the Pokemon. In Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl, have have like fought like it's the Elite Four. Mm-hmm. They are stacked. Are they really? Some of them, some of the their Ace Pokemon have hidden abilities. They each have an item. Have like maxed out EVs and IVs and all that. So they actually made it harder than it is from the original. Yes. Oh my God! Why would they do that? Because like Flint's Infernape normally has Blaze. Like every other fire started. Right. Now it has its hidden ability. To, uh, like I think it's called Tough Fist, where like every like punch type move does like additional damage. Oh Lord, have mercy! And That's like be tough. Cynthia's Guard Chop, it normally has like whatever. I think it's like Mold Breaker or something. Oh no, I'm not. Mold. It has Rough Skin. Uh well, that would be good if I had a Pokemon that knew Rain Dance actually, because no, I would need Sunny Day for that, because Rough Skin. I know that that's a that's an ability that if it rains. It makes it actually heals them over time, but if it's like sunny, then it does damage to them over time. I know that because I had a Heli Uptile in Sword and Shield that had rough skin, and that mm. was the problem I had with that game. But uh, that's really an interesting fact. I did not know that, and I will keep that in mind going forward for the um, whenever I beat the game. Yeah. But, uh, good luck. Yeah. If if I even get to that, I might just uh, call it quits on this one. I've never. I think the only other Pokemon game I haven't actually finished yet was Pokemon Sun. Yeah, I didn't really care for the Sun and Moon generation a whole lot. I, I think I've said that before, but uh, we can, I think we can take a short commercial break for, to, for some music, and when we come back, we'll discuss some more games coming out within the next month, as well as some other things with maybe some movies, show, shows, and anime that we can discuss. You are listening to 91.5, Kenan Shitubido. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to Nerd Hour with DJ PJ and DJ Phoenix. Before we went to the break, we talked a little bit about the Game Awards that happened after our season ended last year, technically. And we talked about the new Sonic movie, new Sonic game, as well as some of the games that, some of the other things that were announced at the Game Awards. I think we talked about Pokemon mostly. But um, now that we're back, we're going to talk a little bit about some more games that have come out recently. So to start us off, let's talk about, I'd like to have a message sent to my Switch exclusive people, people who own a Nintendo Switch as their only gaming console. You are in luck, your wishes have finally been granted because from the looks of it, it seems that the Kingdom Hearts franchise is finally gonna be coming to Nintendo Switch in February this year on February 10th. Uh, that's right, they've announced that all the Switch, uh, all the, the Switch, all the Kingdom Hearts, uh, 
chapter pro prologue, all those little chapter collections games, they're going to be coming out on Nintendo Switch on February 10th, including Kingdom Hearts 3, and I think there's going to be a lot of people happy with that, because I know for a long time they've been asking for a lot of ports for the Switch for these games that for the longest time were exclusive to the bigger consoles, such as the Xbox and the PlayStation. Um, my main concern with that, however, is the fact that the Nintendo Switch is known to not be able to run a lot of highly, like, processed games, if that makes sense. Optimization is kind of an issue with Switch and big games. How well would you predict that Kingdom Hearts games are going to run on the Switch? I have a tip for them. Buy a PS4 and get the all-in-one collection. You want to know why? <laughs> why? Because from what I've seen, you really... you. It doesn't matter like if the Switch can actually run it. It requires you to have a good like internet connection. Really? Yes. Just to play Kingdom Hearts? Yes. It's not even an online game. That's what you think. <laughs> it, huh? It's not an online game, but Nintendo requires you to play it. <laughs> what? That makes no sense. Why would they do that? I have no idea. This is the first time I'm hearing about this. Hold on. That doesn't make any sense. That is, that is That's not a good marketing scheme. Um, so, yeah, I guess uh, don't. Get it on the Switch then, because it doesn't sound yeah, like because it's this, like this is like this is the 1.5, 2.5 remix. This is what it's called: Kingdom Hearts HD 1.5 and 2.5 remix Cloud Edition. Cloud Edition? Yes. <laughs> what is that even supposed to mean? You can, You really need a Wi-Fi connection to play this game. That is. That makes no sense. I've never heard and a good one at that. If it's choppy or whatever, it's gonna lag. I have lag never like. heard of something like that before in my life. That is ridiculous. Whose idea was that? Oh my god. I don't know, and that's why I say buy a PS4 or PS5 well, if you can. I guess I have to take it back, Switch users. I'm sorry, but your wishes are not being granted if you have bad internet. No. I am very <laughs> sorry for that. That is that is, that is honestly I'm, not that is not right. I'm, I'm so saving sorry. you right now. Buy a PS4. And We're get saving the you the money. Collection. We're saving you the money, guys. Don't don't do that. Saving you the money and the experience. Yep. <laughs> so uh, other than that, things that come out in February. Um, Elden Ring is actually finally coming out. I still need to play like Dark Souls and probably play Demon Souls later. I don't. I. They're not what? connected or whatever. But well, I know they're not. I know they're not. But like, I'm just. I just know that I'm really bad at Dark Souls. Like, of all the Soulsborne type games, like those Do you games have are patience. Like, no, that's your problem. The, I, well, I have patience with some games, but like, the, like I have to know the games to be like, okay, I need this amount of patience. The Dark Souls, I know, like, okay, I need this amount of patience for that. Right, and see the thing with Dark Souls like games, like games that are typically made to be harder than your average game. I usually judge their difficulty based on progress that I make in the game. For example, I've made it pretty far in Code Vein. I've made it a decent amount in Bloodborne. I can't beat the first boss in The Surge, and I can't beat the first enemy in Dark Souls. <laughs> so uh, that's how I know where my, uh, where my limit with those kind of hard, difficult games lie. I can at least beat uh, Hollow Knight, <laughs> which is basically just 2D, 2D Dark Souls. Um, but other than that, uh, I think Elden Ring is going to be a really cool game. Uh, I might try it. I can't say that I'm probably going to get it in February, because as far as I see, there's not really any other games that I would want coming out in that. Other than uh, Horizon the Forbidden West, but I still need to fi finish the first Horizon game. Yeah. Um, honestly, so far, Horizon's been one of those games where I haven't really caught my interest a whole lot. I wanted to try it out because I didn't play it before when it first originally came out. 
And it's just really difficult to get into, in my opinion. It's just not your typical type of game that I would have... It's not what I expected it to be. That's I'll say that. Um, other than that, that's basically some of the games coming out for next month that you can look forward to that I think might interest a lot of people. Other than the Assassin's Creed Ezio Collection, which is also apparently coming to Switch. That's an interesting one, I guess. Um, let's see. I don't see any other... Oh! Uh, Dying Light 2 Stay Human. That's going to be coming be coming to uh, PlayStation 5. There's also the next part of um, Destiny 2, The Witch Queen. I know a few friends who have been really excited about that one. There's a new Sherlock Home coming out in February on the 3rd. And that's it for that, I think. So, actually, what I did want to talk about, what I thought about during the break, was a game that com- came out last year after the season ended. We didn't really get to talk about the new Five Nights at Freddy's game a whole lot, which I did want to take some time to really talk about because I actually played it all the way through and I wanted to get my thoughts on it. And I have to say, uh, Five Nights at Freddy's Security Breach might be the best unfinished game I've ever played. Oh, it's unfinished? It is horribly unfinished, my friend. It, there are some things in there that don't... I want to. Okay, so I want to take my time talking about the things that I didn't like about this game first because that's going to probably take the longest. The game doesn't explain anything to you. The game has a lot of holes in mechanics that don't make sense where they, that it doesn't explain properly. And there's just a lot of things that don't work. Let me start off by saying that when you first start the game, it feels fine. But for a game of its type on the PlayStation 5 as well... It has some frame issues. Like when you first start up, it kind of it has some lag a little bit to it. There's a little bit of frame drop, and it's not something that you'd really expect from that kind of game. Like this, and I will give them credit. This is the first time they've really done a Five Nights at Freddy's game that's really like this, where it's totally open world, this 3D environment that you get to explore around, and you're not just stuck in an office space the whole time. It's definitely new for what they usually do with Five Nights at Freddy's, and I think it's very a very unique style. But I feel like they should have spent a little bit more time working on it because there are just some things that they I feel like were left out and some things that just don't work. Um, one example I have I feel that I have to mention is how the animatronics really work. Um, one thing that really got in my nerves was the use of Freddy. Now, for those of you who don't know, this in this game, Freddy is actually your friend. He's not trying to kill you, and he's trying to help you escape, um, escape the pizzeria or whatever, and. Uh, the way it works is kind of like a Titanfall sort of thing, where you can actually jump into Freddy and walk around in Freddy and be safe from any of the animatronics, because as long as you're inside of Freddy, the animatronics do not attack you. And uh, the way, the way, the, to make that fair, though, um, there are certain areas where Freddy can't enter, and Freddy has a battery life that ba- eventually runs down. Now, for the for whole first part of the game where you get to use Freddy, you get to use him sparingly. It's like a trial before you get into the real part of the game. Um, and when you get to use him at first... His battery life typically lasts a pretty long time. I don't think I ever had to enter a recharge station with Freddy at the beginning of the game whenever I was able to use him. But after you go to Parson Services for the first time where you get to where you like get to see the upgrade mechanics for Freddy, you, the first upgrade you do for him is the power upgrade, which is basically his battery life. And I have to say, it should say power downgrade. Because once you do that, his power starts running out running out like super fast. Hmm. It makes no sense as to why it runs out so fast all of a sudden when at the beginning of the game it barely ever it, you know you don't have to worry about it running out almost. And it just doesn't really make much sense to me that that's one of the things that happens. Um, speaking of the recharge stations, after you get to um, get to use him and you have to use the recharge fr- stations, there's often an issue where you clip outside of the recharge station when you enter it. Hmm. It's just a really bit weird clipping issue. But uh, 
One of the big things I really want to complain about with Five Nights at Freddy's Security Breach is the security bots. On top of being chased by the animatronics of the game, the pizzeria is filled with these little ro with these no normal robots that act as security drones that basically like have patrol routes where they monitor a hall and you have to sneak past them. There are too many of them. They are a bigger threat to you than the actual animatronics. There's literally way too many of them, and they don't, and their and their and their uh, hitboxes are broken. Sometimes I swear, whenever I snuck past them, I'll be like five feet in front, of, like ten feet in front of them, nowhere in their line of sight, nowhere for them to catch me, and all of a sudden they just teleport onto me and catch me anyway. Mm. And when the, and the security bots, when they catch you, they don't kill you, but they summon the anim animatronics and they te to teleport on top of you. It's where you have to run away from them now. It's really broken, and it just doesn't work a whole lot, I feel. There's a lot of things in this game that I just feel that really needed a lot of fixing. That's just one of them. One of the things that really messed, that really made me mad was you get items that allow you to, like, stun animatronics, such as a camera and the Fazer Blaster, which is like a laser tag blaster. Mm -hmm. The Fazer Blaster, when you first get it, doesn't have a reticle. Like, you have to actually, like, be very precise when aiming. What they do not explain to you is that in the options... There's a reticle option you can turn on with the Fazer Blaster. Mm. And it's defaulted to be off when you get it. For some reason. And it's next to impossible to aim without it. It makes no sense as to why they do that. Yeah. Another big complaint I have is, again, a bit of the plot holes with it. It felt like a lot of things just didn't really make much sense to me. There was a lot of stuff that went unexplained. One thing that I really had an issue with was Vanny, who is basically the new William Afton of the Final Fantasy series. This woman in a bunny suit trying to do what William Afton did to kidnap children basically um, she's really labeled as the poster child of this game if you pay attention, pay attention to any of the trailers she's really advertised a lot in this game and in the base game she's barely in it like yeah. you almost never see her in the actual game it feels like there was a lot of things that they wanted to do with this game that they, uh, that they just didn't have time to do it, a lot of stuff felt rushed and a lot of stuff just really doesn't work. The animatronics have a lot of glitchy issues, especially, especially Chica, who, like, uh, just whenever she's chasing you, sometimes she'll be looking in the opposite direction of you. It's really weird. It's hard to explain, too. But, like, other than that, the game had a lot of promise. It felt like it was a really, like they had a really good idea for what they wanted to be here. This felt like something that Five Nights at Freddy's could really turn into. It felt like a new... Like, if they ever do make more Five Nights at Freddy's games, which they, I don't know if they will, but if they do... This could be something definitely new for them to do here. Something unique and something that would work. But unfortunately, this game, I felt, needed to be fixed a whole lot. It felt really rushed. It felt like they should have spent a little bit more time, you know, working on it instead of just releasing it whenever they did. If anything, it should have given it at least another month. Um, other than that, I think it was a pretty interesting game. It's definitely something that I would recommend looking up instead of paying the $30 for to play. Um... Espe and especially with all the endings that they get and how difficult it is to get some of those endings, definitely I would recommend looking it up. Hmm. Um, aside from that, let's talk about some of the new anime that's actually going to be coming out this year. Um, there is a manga series that I picked up last year whenever Ida hit called Spy, Spy Family, which is a manga series. I think I've talked about this on air before. Um, it's basically a series where we have this spy who's like the best spy in the world who has to infiltrate the school and in order to do that he has to make a fake family to help get close to his target. So he has a fake wife and, a, and an adopted daughter. Here's the catch. The wife he ends up marrying is a highly skilled assassin. The daughter he ends up adopting is a telepath. She can read minds. Yep. And the irony of it is that of all three of these people none of them know who each other is. 
Wow. He does not know his wife is an assassin. He does not know his daughter is a telepath. His wife doesn't know he's um, a spy and, by, and the thing with the telepath. The telepath knows who both of them are because she's a telepath. She reads minds. But that just, obviously with that combination, comedy ensues. And that is actually getting an anime adaptation this year. Cool. So I'm really looking forward to being able to see that. Another show that I, another manga that I picked up recently that I saw is getting, actually getting a show is a show called Call of the Night. Um, I only saw like a teaser of this brief, briefly. I don't know exactly when it's coming out or if it's even coming out this... I think it is coming out this year. But basically what it is about is about this middle schooler who has decided that he doesn't want to go to school anymore and instead he wants to roam the streets of Japan at night to see what, it's, what that life is all about. In his venture, he meets a girl who ends up being a vampire. And she ends up showing him around, seeing how much fun it is to have at night. And so much so that he decides, you know what? Vampires get to do this all the time. I want to be a vampire. Make me a vampire. And she tells him there's a catch to it. The only way that she can make him a vampire is if he were to fall in love with her. So, na- so now it's just a whole thing of him trying to fall in love with her and her try- and trying to get her to fall in love with him just so he can become a vampire. I saw a, tra- a teaser recently of that. That's also getting an anime ad- adaptation this year. So I think that's going to be something really interesting to see. I still need to actually finish the manga. I think there's only like uh, five or six volumes out of it right now. Uh, other than that, uh, I heard there's also going to be a new Dragon Ball movie coming out soon. Yeah. Have you seen that one? I've seen the trailers. It's oh, there's a trailer right. for it already? Yeah. I All I know about it is that it's going to be um, invo- It's going to be about Gohan, from what I saw. It's all right. Yeah. They're also gonna, supposed to be continuing the um, anime for Dragon Ball, which will be pretty interesting, I think. Yeah, because the manga's still going. Yeah. They, they, I, think, I think they just recently started continuing the manga, I, I want to say. Um... I don't know, you know, I'm, I'm not too big on Dragon Ball, I will say that right now, but I think it's going to be really interesting to see where they go f- from here. I'm actually kind of looking forward to the Gohan movie, because Gohan is one of my favorite characters from Dragon Ball. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing with Dragon Ball is that they actually recently released a beta playthrough, the beta for um, Dragon Ball Breakers. Oh yeah, that one. Yeah, that's basically like the Dead by Daylight version of the game. Where you have one person who plays as Cell, and you try to get to your perfect form, and you have to hunt down all the humans, and the humans have to make a time machine to go back and stop Cell. I think that's going to be really interesting. It looks like a lot of fun. Apparently, I saw that there's a power up you get in the game where one of them, where, where one of the players gets to turn into Goku for a little while. Mm. That seems like it's going to be pretty cool. Uh, playing as Cell looks like it's just hilarious. Seeing like little baby bug Cell is just really funny. Like he obviously can't do anything in that state, I don't believe, but it just looks really silly. Um. Other than that, I don't really think I have anything new to talk about. What about you? Um, I we could talk about stuff that we like watched over the break. I guess so. Yeah. Um, you know they did actually. Re- oh, you know what? We didn't talk about St- uh, Spider-Man No Way Home, which was something that came out over the break. Yes, it was. Yeah. So uh, let's just say that's probably Watch the best the movie. It's one of the best Spider-Man movie ever made. Yep. I have I, to say. I feel like the the like people will say like. Okay, Tom Holland's a natural Spider-Man now. Absolutely. He was hand-baked by Stan Lee. Like, in an interview, apparently, with... Um, well, actually, no, I can't say that. That goes into a little bit of spoiler territory. Uh, there's a lot of stuff I actually can't say about this movie without spoiling it. But uh, let's just say that if you look up the cast for this movie, you're going to get a really big spoiler for it. So uh, I would rec- advise against doing that. Other than that, um, I'd say this is probably one... Of, it was probably one of the best Marvel movies since Avengers Endgame. Yeah. Definitely so. Like, it's going to take a lot to top it. And also they got the new Doctor Strange movie coming out soon, which I'll save you guys the time. The trailer for the new Doctor Strange movie is actually the end credit scene of the movie, the very last one. So uh, 
if you want to look at that, if you want to see that one, you can already look up the trailer on YouTube because it's already up there. Um, and that's just that's basically what the end credit scene for Spider-Man No Way Home is going to be. Um, I definitely say that it's one of the longer Spider-Man movies that I've seen of the trilogy for Tom Holland, but it's definitely one of the best. It's an amazing it's an amazing movie, and if you love Spider-Man, I would highly recommend going and watch this movie. There's a lot of moments that will definitely give you chills in this movie. It'll make you sad. It'll make you laugh. It's an amazing movie, and I couldn't re- and I could not possibly recommend it enough. And there's so much I really want to talk about it with, but I can't because it goes into spoiler territory. Give it like another month. I'll give it like another month before we can talk about it. Um, by that point, it probably won't be relevant, but we'll see. Um, other than that, I think that's just about all we have for today's episode. Yeah. Uh, might, end, might as well end the episode a little bit early t- this t- today and see um, what we have to talk about next week, which hopefully we have some new stuff to discuss. Uh, Next week we might actually go into some of the new Disney Plus series that are coming out, some new movies that are coming out um, this year as well uh, that we can talk about that we're looking forward to, as well as um, giving our thoughts on the new Pokemon Legends Arceus game, because I'm definitely going to be getting that when it comes out. So uh, yeah, that's all for today's episode. Thank you all so much for watching. Thank you all for tuning in to the new season. Hopefully it will be a good one. Hopefully it will be very rich with stories and stuff to talk about with today with this with um this season and we won't get, and we won't get dried out towards the end but uh yeah coming up next we've got itchville itchville by ramenstein we've got what's up danger from by blackway and black caviar and we've got ready to die from andrew wk you're listening to 91.5 ksu tibido your local alternative see you next time nerds